This podcast is brought to you by Mezcala Nursery, located at 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala, family-owned, family-ran since 2007. This place is my happy place, you guys. I'm there all the time. It's a giant piece of property full of greenhouses packed to the brim of everything you can possibly imagine, from your landscaping needs to houseplants to cactus and succulents. They even have a greenhouse solely dedicated to rare and obscure collector specimens. I'm talking, I've seen Monstera albos there. I've seen tide constellations there. Rare collector specimens that I can't even find online, I find them there. If you head over to their Instagram, at Mezcala Nursery, they keep their stories updated daily of these plants that can come and go really quick. You could miss it. Make sure to go check it out. Not only that, they treat you like family. I bring my kids with me, you guys, and I always have an amazing experience. Such great customer service, so helpful, so knowledgeable, and prices that can't be beat. Bring them a price from another nursery, they'll beat it. Bring them a price from a big box store, they're going to beat it. 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805, Mezcala Nursery. Tell them I sent you. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on May 16th, 2021 with my guest, Mikey Loves Magic. Mikey brings us back to his distant past where he tells us some kind of creepy stories about supernatural phenomenon that he had occur when he was young. It's funny because I'm recording this intro from a pitch black garage because it's the only quiet room I have in my house and there's no lights out here. I also had a lot of strange and unexplainable things occur over the years and into my adulthood, and I very much believe in the things that we discussed in this episode. Mikey was the perfect person to bring this topic to the show, and he did a wonderful job. He kept the conversation going, honestly, when I was kind of struggling. I just, I'm really grateful for people like him and other members of the plant community that have made me feel supported in a time that's honestly been kind of difficult for me. So thank you, everyone. We also obviously got to talk about Mikey's plants and other passions of his. It was fun getting to know him, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Here's Mikey. What's up, Mikey? Not much. Just came back over. Um, after this, going to start Swimming?? Swimming? Yeah. Is is that something you do daily? Um, when I get the chance or like after um uh, like after a nervous event, kind of chill cool off. I like that. Do you have a pool? Uh, you know what? I actually so I'm not at my house right now. I'm at my friend's house. Okay. Because back at over at the house it was just like way too noisy, so I asked him like do you mind if I use your pool room? Okay. And then he was like, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, and it's funny. It's like, he lives like, like a couple blocks away from me. So it all works out. 
Mikey loves magic. Tuning in from the pool room. Where, where, what city are you in? I'm over here in San Pedro. Oh, I love San Pedro. Yeah, it has its cool little spots. Like, um, it's kind of a hidden gem. It's like it's funny because where I work, people ask me like, "Where am I from?" or "Where do I live?" and I'm like, "I'm oh well, I live in San Pedro." And they're like, where's that? And I'm like, okay, so what you're going to do is go on Google, go, go, go on Google Maps, type in San Pedro, and it's like literally at the end of California, somewhat. <laughs> ah. I see you go to the Sunken City all the time in that general area, right? Yeah, it's, I live not too far from there. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where you're at when I see you with the coyotes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. I love it there. I used to go there with my ex that passed away all the time. We loved it there. Um, mm. So tell me, where did it all begin? Where did where did where did Mikey begin? <laughs> well, lay let's down, go back make yourself comfortable. Ago. Put your feet up. You know, <laughs> tell us where it all began. Um, I want to say, like, well, what's what's begin for you? Like, like I don't know. What are we talking about in this walk? Why that question? you you as a human being on this planet earth that we call home where did you begin so i came down in my little spaceship and took a human as hostage just kidding so (laughs) (laughs) um okay so like i guess like in terms of like magic wise it's always kind of been there I grew up with it. Like what had happened was like my parents had gone through like a bad divorce. Mm -hmm. And so my mom having to raise like four kids on her own and not really, well, she had the help of her sisters, all my aunts, but like there was something like troubling in the house and like Mm -hmm. things would happen. And, you know, she would be like working from like a nine to five job and, she needed like extra help, but she didn't know who to go to because she was very like that warrior queen, do it all on your own. Mm. And so I guess her brother, my uncle noticed that she was having some troubles and he just wanted to be nice and, and say to her like, you know, um, I know you like to keep your stuff to yourself, but if um, I'm going to give you this number and if you need help, then she, you can go to this lady like she's very um, trustworthy. Mm. So it started from there, like, um, she went to what we call, uh, like, a botanica, like, a, so obviously, like, a, a small little community mm-hmm. of, um, or a shop, like, that contains, like, crystals, candles, um, everything, but that's, like, more, like, in the Latino community. Mm-hmm. So this person, um, She's more like a family friend, like another aunt to us, because we've known her for so long. Okay. And so she started helping my mom. And like, uh, that's when I noticed that things started changing in our house, like for the better. Mm. And so as soon as I got kind of like my own independent thoughts of like what I can do, because at the time I was just like, you know, as a kid, like you're messing with twigs and stones and different rocks. And like when you see movies like you pretend like with this little stick that you have like you're shooting lightning bolts at people whatever mm-hmm. at least that's for me that was for me so then um 
what happened was as soon as my mom went to go uh, get like her card readings from from this woman I would be like in the lobby area just like looking around looking at different books and um, I would get all these books and I would leave them up onto the counter like so when my mom would have to check out like with her little things that she would get on the side um, the her name is Chris. So she works out in, an, uh, in a uh, botanica that's out in Montebello. It's called uh, Aravital. So anyways, when she no what she noticed, what I got, she her eyes were like all bug-eyed. And then she would look at my mom and she would look at me. And then she was like, honey, do you know what these are? And I'm like, they're books, right? They're like books of magic. And mm -hmm. mind you, I was like probably 10... 11 years old at the time and then she was like yeah but these aren't for you like you're not old enough to to use this stuff right now so that would get me upset because right. you know as a kid like when you're told no you can't look at these kinds of things it like makes you want to look even more yeah so then whatever my mom had at the time like I would look at into her stuff like or her tools and books so I would just like be skimming and like looking through different things. And then I remember one day um, when no one was at the house. Well, I used to live like back probably like 15 years ago. We lived in um, Wilmington. Mm, that's where my family's from. Yeah. So that's where all the Filipinos Wilmington. are from. Yeah. So it was a while ago. So then we were there. No, no. Okay. Let me. Mm -hmm. I'm all tongue-tied right now. I'm so nervous. You're making me You're nervous. Fine. Don't be nervous. <laughs> it's okay. Take your time. Okay. So no one was at the house. And I was just there, left all alone. And then, like, I was babysitting my siblings. And then I told my sister, like, oh, I'm going to be in the backyard. Uh, if you need me, um, just holler or, or just come outside looking for me, okay? So she's like, oh, okay, then. So I'm outside, right? And I remember I had like a huge stick from a tree that I had made into like a, a staff. Mm. So like I was very creative and I still kind of am. So whatever I had on me or what I could find, I would make it into like a magical item. Okay. So then I you had that, I had a bunch of candles and I had different things or objects that rep would represent like literally the four elements. So that would be like fire, earth, water, and air. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there actually is a fifth one and that's either like, like, like ether or spirit. Okay. So people don't really include that, but because it's just like a, a wide, like, element that's already there you don't really need to include it but it's just there mm. so then i remember i did like a diagram in the backyard and i just wanting to i had in my mind like i want to get i want my, me and my family to get out of this house like we're not happy here let's just fly away and i was like dancing you know as a kid like like happy go lucky like letting go like all the troubles and next thing I know, I hear my mom like, Mikey, what are you doing back there? And I'm like, oh, shit. So then I just like picked up all the stuff. And then like I erased everything that was on the floor. And then. See, when you do those kinds of things, like.
people don't realize that you're actually opening up certain portals. Sure. So as a kid, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I for sure left had I had opened up something without knowing how to close it. Yeah. Because what had happened at the house, there were like unexplainable things going on, like things were going missing or like things were being placed in different areas of the house. So we kind of had like a poltergeist. Mm. So, but nothing bad, like literally happened, like nothing like harming, like my siblings or my mom or the animals, but. But it was scary, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was pretty scary. And then that's when um, my mom was like, you did something, didn't you? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, we're going to have to go see Chris now. <laughs> mm. So then we went back to that place and then she was like, Mikey, why'd you, why'd you do that? You know, you know better, but it's okay. You're still learning. You're still a baby. So then from there on, like, I kind of stopped doing those kinds of things. And then like, um, it was kind of hard at the time because, you know, not having my dad there, mm -hmm. um, obviously like, and then I'm the oldest. So like, I kind of felt like all the pressure of taking responsibilities was like pushed on me, but it wasn't like that in a sense. Mm. So then like just focusing on school and going about how to, you know, taking one day at a time. And then slowly but surely, like after all the years had passed on, probably within my, uh, my senior year of high school, that's when things started clicking together. Mm. And so I probably like after graduation of like my senior year, um, when I started going into beauty school, like. I met clients on the floor of when I was a, a senior in beauty school, like there was this woman that came in and she literally, like when you see her, like she looked like a fairy, like she was very graceful, like she had this glowing aura about her. And so um, when we met, she was like, you're a witch, aren't you? I'm like, excuse me? And she was like, no, I know there's something special about you you just don't want to tell me but it's okay all in it's all in our good time and so also because at that time like in that period of my life like I was still like kind of struggling to like come out mm. and um it kind of like all correlates like together with like a little bit of everything like growing up um you know being bullied being the weird kid like yeah nobody's gonna like you whatever so it's just like all these like repressed emotions and feelings so like having so one having to hide like me being gay was just like if someone had found out had if someone were to find out about me like that would like ruin my world and then two if someone had find found out like I was practicing like oh he's a witch like <laughs> we're gonna have to burn him at the stake so yeah. I also kind of thought that was like a no-no because back in those days like between like the late early to mid 90s and like the early 2000s it was still kind of hush hush like oh yeah. if you're practicing like you're considered a bad witch which is not the case mm. so that was just like it was just so intense there were lots of things going on Sounds like a lot of pressure, yeah, for somebody that's like still growing up. I mean, oh yeah, eighteen is still a baby, you know. Oh yeah. So, 
with this woman that I met, like I started opening up more and then she was like telling me like these words of wisdom that still ring in my head. And like, I tell to other people, like, you know, you should only, you shouldn't really think about what others think about you, think or say about you. You should live your own life, like respect yourself, respect your family and, you know, just be the best that you can be. Mm. And so when I hear those kinds of things, it's like, like when I hear about young kids, like they're struggling or they're having hard times, like either coming out or, you know, they don't have like a lot of community to reach out to because of what they're limited to, um, to, to do or say, like, I have this friend, it was very hard for him to come out because his family, no, his dad would, would tell him, like, if I found out that you were gay, like, like I disown you. Mm. And so that's just like, it's just heart wrenching of what other kids go through. It's like, like for me, like, I'm not trying to, what, well, how would I say this? I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anyone, mm. but it's with my family, especially my dad, I wish more dads were like my dad. Like they were, they're more accepting, understanding and more open. Mm. Cause for him, like, I didn't even have to come out to him. Like he would, he looked at me one day and he just said to me that, you know, I still love you. Like no matter what you do or choose, like you're always going to be my baby. And so when I heard that, I was just like, Oh, the waterworks are coming out and Oh, just, just lots of emotions, but I'm at a good place right now. At what point did that, did, did they come to understand? My dad? Yeah. I guess like, I don't know. Um, I was probably like around 20 something because him, I, you know, I, I was out to everybody, but when it came to my dad, like he has this, like this machismo thing about him. Mm. So I was like petrified of him finding out. Yeah. But then like, I don't know, like I didn't really do or say anything, but I guess like, you know, as a parent, they kind of pick up on things. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it just, it didn't really come up like that. So to me, that's my closure. Like, you know, and I still go to him now and, and he, whenever he sees me with my nails, he was like, you're so creative. I love you. Like, I don't care that you're different. Like, I still love you no matter what, like, I don't care if I'm 80 years old, I'll still beat that person's ass or blah, blah, blah. (laughs) That's sweet. But the magic, magic, it's always been a part of my life like yeah it's it's always just been there and there's like a baby picture of me um like I think it was like my cousin's baptism or something I'm like in a little suit and then even from a memory that I remember like I said oh well can I go with my with my hat and so the hat was like literally like a 99 cent store like witch hat Mm. And then, like, I had, like, a wand, and then they were, like, telling me, no, you can't go in with that, but you can wear that after. <laughs> so it was just always there. Yeah. Yeah. But you were drawn to it because of a supernatural experience that you had as a child. Pretty much. That was, so like, that's a, what brought a you to it. Yeah. 
And was that the so, only ex- supernatural experience you had? Because I'm actually really interested in this. I, I had a lot of things like that happen too as a kid. Was that the only one between that and you like becoming an adult? Because you said for so, a while it was kind of like as, closeted, I guess. As we, you know, it, it, it happens to all of us differently, especially those that are more tapped into the spiritual realm. Like, for instance, me as a Pisces, um, us water elementals Mm. like we're more tapped into the spiritual realm without even having to really open up a a doorway or or literally like you know like right now i could just like fall asleep or something and then like it just clicks right there or like just giving me a few minutes like because some people it's more harder for them to tap in than others yeah and um like from what I remember, um, other uh, supernatural phenomenons would be like, um, I would see like a lot of like shadow figures mm. that weren't there. Yeah. Uh, and also that was like more in the darker times, like right. like growing up in my childhood, like we didn't have like a lot of protection going on in the house. Like I would just. And so I was bad. Like I was doing things that you weren't supposed to be doing. Like for instance, um, I guess like cursing people or mm. like kind of just wishing bad right. because like they bullied me and, you know, it all comes into the same thing. Like, you know, when you wish bad on somebody in one way or, or, or form, it's going to come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't do that now because I've already learned my lessons and there's no need for me to do that. I just wish well for that person and stay the hell away from me and my loved ones and just don't even think about me. Like go away. Well, it's interesting that you said the water signs are more uh, naturally tapped into that. I, I'm not, I didn't know that, but it makes sense because what I found for myself was that I didn't start becoming more interested and in feeling like connected in that spiritual way uh, I, I like to look at it as spirituality. You, you call it magic. I call it the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it took me a long time to to start to like realize that I, I like I feel like I have this gift and uh, it, I didn't notice it until recently. I just started to to realize I, I believe I've been possessed. I really do. And I've seen mm-hmm. dark figures like you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do truly believe that I had some kind of dark energy take control of my body uh, mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yeah. And um, yeah, it took me a while to figure it out. But I think also I masked it, masked myself for so long with substances. So I wasn't yeah. able to tap into that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I started to realize more and um, I found interest in it by seeing a Reiki healer too. Like there's like a shaman and a witness like the healing power that she had. And now I'm, I'm a believer for sure. And I'm, I'm very interested in it. Um, mm-hmm. So what I remember on the episode of uh, you were speaking to psychedelic ninja mm-hmm. and um, I may get this all choppy, but from what I remember you said that um, like those who are more open to uh practicing any type or or form of spirituality we're more susceptible to um 
not necessarily harming ourselves but like kind of falling back darkness like on the darker stuff yes and i find that true because for us like if you're a healer a spiritualist of any kind or just a practice practitioner of anything of like that you are going through obstacles of challenging not just yourself but like your life and everything around you so that you can become the next step up higher okay. than your older self so you're literally like a snake you're shedding your skin leaving the bad behind so that you can shine and glisten to the new form of your better self yeah yeah so it's just like how everything connects it's that's what trips me out and like that's like the beauty that i see in those kinds of things yeah because there's literally like there's symbolism everywhere right you see but i prefer to see it in like a in a lighter aspect yeah of it yeah because we all like, like we tend to focus on like you know like always being hard on ourselves being negative and you know you can do that but at the same time like why are you going to focus all that type of energy when you could focus it on being your better self right and improving yourself yeah so i know people that are out there they're probably listening to right now like oh well that's never been a part of my life like i don't believe in that type of stuff mm -hmm. and that's fine that's good uh, but to me that's just how that this is what i grew up with mm -hmm. this is what i've learned to to know uh and like a fellow like friends like cactus daddy um gun ceramics like thing like everybody that i've met or who i've encountered inside the plant community or outside just like meeting like 20 well no hold on let me take that back yeah so anybody who i basically met like they understand where i'm coming from yeah I've, I've never really had a a bad encounter with anybody like that just more like just people saying like oh well magic isn't real like i have to see it to believe it but yeah. it's like okay well there's different forms of magic like when you're there at the hospital when you're seeing your baby born and you're holding your that that creation that you had like that is one form of magic yes or like when you have a, an essay to do and you're putting all your energy to write this 4,000 page essay. And then when you get your grade back and it's like an A plus beyond. So you're literally writing a spell to get the approval of the higher powers to have them mm. come back to you. Yes. So there's literally magic in everything. Yeah. It's just the way how you see it. Yeah. Well, I like how you just jumped right into it and you spoke to me as if I already understand and I'm, I'm, I'm coming to learn about these things, but, um, I appreciate that you didn't like hold back, you know, just jump right into it. And I'm sure some people are <laughs> feeling lost for sure. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. it's, I just, I don't like saying some of the things that I believe out loud. Um, oh yeah. And because it, people, there are those like, what's that saying? Um, people are going to be afraid what they don't understand. Right. And and they prefer to not discuss it or you know cover it underneath the rug which is okay but if you truly want to understand then you have to talk about it yeah yeah for sure um and like 
like going on that when what you said about yourself like you just got into it you know it's like different situations where um you know like you're having so much hardships in your life and it's just like it's there you just have to try to learn how to access it like it's hard for just learning how to do it on yourself but yeah. it is easier having like and you don't need like a whole community like seven people help, help helping you to tap into that like you can just even have like one person yeah one teacher yeah one teacher yeah and like so many doors of like opportunities can open up to you like when you when you come with this sense of like openness and welcoming the blessings for them to come in and mm. yeah so lots of good things yeah i think it's hard to put it into words to some of the things that i've experienced and like i said there's that shame and it sounds like you have already dealt with that like you you kept it kind of closeted for a long time and then as you grew into an adult now you're comfortable in yourself you know mm -hmm. and and i i struggle to speak about such a topic especially because i'm learning you know i don't want to yeah. i don't yeah. want to speak out of turn you know i'm reading oh, this yeah. book yeah. about like about empaths because what what i was told was i i went and saw this reiki healer and she tells me what i'm getting from you is you're an open medium and without even talking to me or anything just does a session with me and my grandfather my filipino grandfather was supposedly a medium and he like knew about this gift his whole life and and he knew how to harness it and, and control it. And, and supposedly he could like teleport from one room to another, all kinds. Of, my family has like going far back. Crazy. Are you me? I'm, yeah, I'm Filipino. Filipino white. Oh, okay. Yeah, my grandfather okay. going way back. Uh, there's all kinds of stories like that. When when he passed away, they say that my grandmother switched. My dad and my mom were in the room with him with my grandma when my grandfather passed away and my grandma switched into uh, a dialect of Tagalog that we don't speak mm -hmm. and started doing this chant. And my grandfather, after he passed, well, right before he passed away, he sat up and he said, I am now dead. And then lays back down. And my dad says the room started spinning and my grandfather like levitated off the fucking bed. And my oh grandma my went goodness. and opened the window to let his spirit out, you know? So there's all kinds of, superstitious and, and crazy magical stories in my family history and i've it had supernatural oh, experiences yeah, especially over there in the philippines like like the asian uh, countries like they're like if you think like what you see in the movies like you know that's just all media that's bullshit whatever it's fantasized but like the real deal shit it's like that we don't hear or speak of it is so intense and so raw and powerful like that shit will like leave your spirit like boom like it's crazy yeah and it's funny that you mentioned that because like so me like my background is uh, like i'm mexican and filipino mm -hmm. so like my grandma same thing like so weird because like the way how you're telling me your story it's like it's similar to what she told me about her um a sister of hers like they did something over there like they tried to seek a shaman or something and it's just it was just like crazy like like unbelievable to do. witchcraft stories yeah oh yeah yeah and i've always been fascinated by it but i never considered myself to to have any sort of gift like that you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it sounds like you always knew yeah that about yourself mm -hmm. yeah and and 
what 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 are you doing with that are you like practicing do you have rituals that you do every day is it Mm, for me um what i regularly what 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 i do on the daily is like um like i wake up uh before i start cleaning like uh I just say like my thanks, my grace, and like I just wish for myself and for my family to be happy and healthy, and uh, just light some incense. And like, if there's ever a need where like an emergency come that comes up, then like that's when I kind of go all out. Like, mm. it's like I don't really follow a a strict path of what other practitioners do. Okay, I just do what kind of flows with with me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like who I work with, I come with a sense of respect. And like, that's when what we do. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say an offering more like. a. Well, I guess it is an offering, but there's this thing where people have told me that uh, whoever you're trying to appease, like a saint or a spirit or anything like that if you just like wish for something to like happen right away it could be seen as a bribery where like you you really want help versus like oh i i want this person to give me money like i I need it right now Mm. versus where like you know like i'm really in a bind right now like i would like to help this uh, i need this favor to help me like you know pay for my tuition or like i'm like late on a car payment like it seems impossible right now like if you're listening, like, I would really appreciate that. Then that's when the, the like, the spirits are going to know, like, what you're going through because they see mm-hmm. what you're going through. So it's all about intention mm. at the end of the day. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to go all out if you don't have the the means to do that. Yeah. You can just, like, you know, get a, a white candle or and a a glass of water mm-hmm. and like boom you're set so like you can even uh man there's just so many things like out there but yeah so similar to like say a religious person that doesn't necessarily believe in magic similar to when a religious person would be praying you're mm-hmm. you're asking your powers or your higher power or do you do you have a higher power or higher powers <laughs> I yes powers well mm-hmm. I don't shoot lightning bolts but I wish I could but um for me um the simple ones would be like working with uh cards like divination mm-hmm. um either like fixing a situation like so for me, what I work best is like um, not fixing the situation in a negative way, more like, you know, if you need this person to um, to get out of your life, like I can do that, but I'm not going to murder them. I'm just going to wish them all the best and like let them forget about you and then like they'll be on their merry way. I guess what I'm asking you is where are you drawing this power from? Like oh, who are you calling oh, upon 
to help you is there a is there a higher power one higher power or is there multiple powers at work here like what i'm curious about your beliefs on what where are you drawing this energy from i would say um one within myself sure absolutely because because uh when like when i have to get into it uh i I call it the zone Mm -hmm. like what i'm trying to achieve like i could just um you know, like meditate, shut down for a little bit. And then when I feel I need to have done, like I start warming up like a car battery that just like, like warms up. Uh And then the other thing would be like, whatever particular situation that's happening, then that's when I would call like on a particular power. Mm. And the power meaning like, it could be um, like, could be God, like could be um, uh, the there's just so many people that I can um, call upon. Do you believe in angels? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. 100%. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had angels speak to me in spiritual experiences and guide me. I, I call upon the presence of Archangel Michael all the time because I believe that mm-hmm. he kept me safe um, during really dark periods of time and really dangerous situations that I was in that I somehow managed to continue to make it out of alive. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's where where my spirituality really was solidified was how i made it through these things and and then i'm okay <laughs> um yeah you know the kind of yeah. things that i went through and i believe that it's a power greater than me um powers greater than me and that there's a lot out there um do you do you believe in like empathic abilities at all like psychic yes. and do you mm-hmm. have any of those gifts within yourself of like um i can for me personally, if um, I can be in a room with people and uh, like right away, like if I know I'm not going to vibe with you, mm-hmm. like I'm going to test the waters first. And in the conversation, like if it's not going anywhere, like, like I could, I could feel, I can feel you in the sense of like your, your, your energy. Uh-huh. It's like, it's okay. Like this is a no go. Like, we're not going to be friends. Uh-huh. So that's just for me, like my sense of like, of like some type of sensing ability. And then, um, uh, what else can I do? Uh, on the flip side of that, though, you oh. can, you can, you can read somebody, whether they're good or whether they're bad. Yeah. 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 From like almost, almost instantly. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get like a bad feeling when someone walks into a room and you just like sense that something's wrong? Yeah, that happened to me like three times. Yeah. Like the first instance, um, I was at a party and uh, it was like me and my friends. And um, there was this one guy that walked into the room and, you know, he was very attractive. But at the same time, like there was something bad about him and. Uh, he tried to strike up a conversation with me and then I just like, I felt sick. Like, Mm. like, that's just like, that's another thing about me. Like if I feel like you, like, we're not going to click, like I can feel like my system shutting down. Like if I'm coming down with a fever or something. So I just like, you know, I, I said, Oh, excuse me. I'll be back right real quick. So I told my friend, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't feel really good at all. Like I'm going to have to go. Yeah. And so when I left, 
uh, next morning I heard uh, from my friend that that guy had um, he had shot like four people at that party. Wow. So uh, I guess in a sense I do have like this clairvoyance. Yeah. But not like not like that's so raven where like the beams of like the visions like literally come sure, and go yeah. like that. Yeah, but no, it's it's different. Like, and I'm sure other people like have this ability, like yeah. the way how I'm describing things. Like, because for me, um, if someone were to ask me, like, oh, can you, um, can you do a reading for me, or can you do like a, a candle for me? Like, I don't really do readings anymore for other people. I mean, if we're really close, and I like you, I love you, then yes, like I'll do the reading for you. But if it's just somebody like fresh off the block and I don't know you, then mm -hmm. it's like, because um, I've done, it's weird. It's really weird. Because if we have this connection, then I can go all in. But then yeah. if you're just someone new, then it's like, I carry your your problems that you've had on your back. And that just makes me sick. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. Like, you don't want to exchange energy with somebody that you're, not comfortable with or feeling connected to more so exactly and that's mm -hmm. dude that's something i deal with every day because of what i do for a living i have these people coming off the street strung out you know getting sober and yeah. uh yeah they they'll come in and i immediately like i, I don't like this person they make me uncomfortable yeah. and yeah. every single time that i get that feeling they end up doing something they get kicked out yeah. they're they're yeah. sketchy they did something terrible in their past like heinous mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'll get anxious, really, really anxious. Like you were just saying sick to my stomach when certain people are around, I've even mm -hmm. felt like I've experienced somebody else's anxious. Like I had a new employee, he was running a group therapy session with me and he was so nervous. I started shaking. Like it, I yeah, could feel his happens. anxiety as my own. Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. girlfriend gets car anxiety. It starts mm -hmm. making me panic while I'm driving while she's in the passenger seat. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and I I want to learn how to like harness it and control it so that it's not so overbearing. And that's yeah. like, what something the spiritual healer told me is that I, I carry everybody else's problems as my own and that I'm yeah. blocked here in the solar plexus mm -hmm. because I'm just full of everybody's shit. You yeah, know? you're just like like you're basically a sponge and like, yeah, you don't know. You don't know when to let go of that stuff yeah. until like it hits you last minute or how to repel it. Or protect exactly. myself, you know. Yeah. I carry around yeah. uh, black tourmaline, you know, like a small version, but I forget that's, it all the time. I was about to say that's a huge chonker. Yeah. I, I forget it all the time, though. <laughs> like I, my, I have small ones, but I forget it. And the days I forget it, I notice. I really yeah. do, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible all that stuff out there. That uh, these things that I'm like, I, I liked crystals, but I didn't realize, you know. And it's like my eyes are open now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm so curious. So I'm glad mm -hmm. that you were willing to do this. Yes. I was so excited. Yeah. When you asked me. Tell me about plants. Where did plants come into your story? Plants have always been in my life. Mm -hmm. um, it started, I guess, with my, uh, my mom. She would always uh, collect like, like the the indoor plants and then taking care of them and oddly enough there's two plants in our house that are as old as i am it's one is a pothos and then one's a ficus like we kicked them outside but um wow. <laughs> we um yeah and then from there um 
I would just collect and have on and off like just random like like the the indoor house plants mm -hmm. and then I guess um even before COVID probably a year before that I found out about um I it started with a an adenium that I saw at um where did I see it Home Depot mm -hmm. and um I had brought that with me and it was just like so like it was so beautiful it was such a fat cute plant with like little green leaves mm -hmm. at the time and then just like taking care of it and then just watching it grow and then like i don't know like just from there like it just started like collecting here and there oh and then when COVID hit like that's just like the door literally like just jumped off the hinges like mm -hmm. i went all in like i have nothing better to do like i'm not working at the salon right now so what can i do because I was starting to get anxious, like the rest of the people, like, I can't stay in the house, like, I have to go out somewhere, mm. even though you weren't supposed to. Yeah. So um, I remember someone had posted on Instagram about like, a, a plant nursery, which was like mescala. Mm. So they were like, post, um, Sergio was posting like different um, plants. And I was like, Oh, this is like, this is really nice. So then that's when I went over there. And then like, I got acquainted with him and then I met everyone else and then I found out about GT Nursery and Oscar and you know just like the beauty of having a family business and taking care of plants mm. and like the sense of community and like the love of taking care of plants and knowing people and having lasting friendships over plants yeah and um, that's when I started to collect different things and and also what had started it was um, uh, lo the, the loaves. Mm -hmm. So I had absolutely no idea what those green little space buttons were <laughs> until like, I, I just, what I was looking up like alternative medicine for pain at the time. Mm -hmm. um, because I also have this thing where if I'm not going to be doing hair for the rest of my life, like what other passions can I do? And then that's, and that's another thing I don't like, like what they call alternative medicine, because it's, it wasn't alternative. It was the original stuff. Right. Yeah. So they just, I don't know, some weirdo just decided to call it alternative medicine. Sure. So then back to that, um, finding out what, um, sense of uh properties that they had was just beautiful like you know this is another um ancient being that's here on this earth and like having so much knowledge with it just this cute little button you know yeah. it's so harmless but then once it's um ingested for ceremony it has the power to open up the path of seeing not just things about yourself but what's around you and like it's just so beautiful like in yeah. that type of aspect you fell deeply in love with the loaves yes and i i i respect it more because it's a very powerful plant mm. so i don't see the the part where someone would just eat it for the hell of it because it's just become so trendy now but sure it's like why would you eat something that's going to be so hard to grow like 
Yeah. No, I mean, not that it's hard, but it's just like it takes time and years for it to become this huge, beautiful specimen. Sure. And then now all of a sudden you're going to mutilate it. Yeah. But see, the, I feel like the only people that would have the right to do that would be like the original, like like Native Americans or like yeah. the, the Huichol Indians and just people that have been close to that plant since the dawn of time. Right. But everything else that comes into play, like with collecting plants, like I love the different colors and patterns and and like the flowers that bloom from them. Mm -hmm. And just like also that's another form of like a meditative uh, practice is like learning to grow with the plant or plants mm -hmm. and just taking care of them just so that they could be the best that they could be. Right. And so it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. What about grafting? I, I, you're a grafting maniac, right? <laughs> um, grafting? Um, I guess I'm just a mad scientist in that department. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I just do it because it's um, because it's fun to. <laughs> it's it's uh, I like to see like the the growth and the differences between a natural growing plant versus like something that's going to help speed it up sure and like the different flowering stages and like i don't know like i like weird looking plants like especially when they're grafted yeah it's so like so out of this world yeah well it's cool because you can manipulate it even more when it's already beautiful and now you're creating almost like a piece of art but a lot of i know a lot of people have a strong opinions about grafting oh yeah i'm not they, one of them i'm not mm -hmm. one of them um, I appreciate it. I don't really do it, but uh, I think it's very cool. It's mm -hmm. almost like a form of magic in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Two plants become one. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. what 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 else have you noticed has been uh, speeding up the process for you aside from grafting? You're experimenting with things that speed up growing process. Is that what you said? Um, not really like like uh nothing like growth hormones or anything like that more okay. like like just an uh, uh, a natural fast growing plant like a, a myrtillo cactus or a san pedro cactus and then like experimenting with other um slow growers and then just plopping those onto the fast growers and see how they accelerate the speed of like the scion uh -huh. and so that's what like trips me out it's just like like you said, like the two go form into one. Sure. So, and it's actually like a little bit easier to taking care of that plant versus it being by itself, the right. way how its original state is. Because if you have a plant that's like susceptible to dying by overwatering or sometimes even neglecting, like, like it's like in the wild, like this plant is like almost like bone dry and it like a little speck of drop of water hits it then it just like fizzles or melts away it's like i just gave you a little bit of water like you haven't seen water in eight months and now you decide to die on me yeah so when it's a grafted plant it's just much more easier to take care of because that one could like literally thrive off of neglect okay that's cool that's how i see it that's cool and i guess you're mm -hmm. taking care of less plants now you have instead of having two plants on your hand now you have one plant on your hands yeah yeah what what other kind so you said you started with houseplants 
evolved into into cactus and succulents is that where your focus is now is cactus and succulents yes yeah mm-hmm. what what else are you growing back there i have like little um trees like i have a pomegranate tree um uh an angel's trumpet tree and then i have this uh it's actually a vining plant it's a i what's it called uh, a golden cup a flower mm. Mm. so it it's um like so that one you can also like manipulate it like being like a little bonsai tree almost cool because what normally what you see like they're um they're on like trellises or like on walls and so like they have like these huge waxy green leaves but like during the summer or like the warmer months even to the to the winter time Mm-hmm. They, they they have like these huge golden cup flower shapes but then when you look on the inside it kind of reminds me of like this zombie t virus because it has like purple veins on the inside so it's just like it's so trippy and then when you smell the like the the scent of the flower it's like a scent it has this scent of like a combination of like banana and mangoes and um and guava like cool it smells so beautiful but it's also dangerous too because it's like a psych almost it's a psychedelic plant mm. so not too many people know about that but it's um but the chemical that it contains or chemicals it's just like not safe to to mess with okay like yeah. even touching but, it oh no you can touch it just oh. you just have to wash your hands but like one time i was like sniffing the flowers just way too many times and then <laughs> because it was just so de- like it, it smelled delicious and i was like man if you were candy like i'd eat you but i can't mm-hmm. but then like after i walked away like i got like really lightheaded and i was just like what the hell like this is just a couple of whisks from the flower i can only imagine what would happen if i ingested this which i am not about to do <laughs> yeah. wow so there's that and then we have a couple of like chili plants and um I think that's it because from my stuff it's just a lot of cacti and succulents yeah yeah have you ever tried grafting fruit trees i know people do that too um i didn't but my dad did he would always really? do that yeah so what, like, what what's the purpose of that do you know um what he told me one time was to uh well, it was because um i guess to have multiple um either fruits pop out or just I, I really forgot forget the reason, but he he used to do that. Yeah, maybe yeah. to like save a piece that falls off or, or is like going to fall mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people do that to salvage like seedlings when it with cactus. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll like graft it to try to save it. I haven't seen the um, drastic difference in the growth, but I only did it once successfully so far. I think twice now, and it's growing, but I don't see the significant difference. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. I want to experiment with it more. But mm-hmm. uh, what else do you got going on? You you cut hair. You style hair. Yes, I am a full time hairdresser. Yeah, where at? Mm-hmm. Uh, by in uh, Westchester. Oh, where's that? That's literally like right behind um, LAX Airport. Okay. Like near El Segundo. Mhm. That's cool. How'd you get uh, into that? I got into that a year after um graduating high school okay 
so it's like a family business what we have oh wow um, so okay so it's complicated in that part because i have this aunt who is my blood aunt so she's the manager but the owner i just call the rest of the girls at the shop my aunts because they've known me before i was even born technically mm. <laughs> so um um I remember one time I was just hanging out like one summer and then I seen how they would transform like someone's hair into something even more beautiful. And I just liked that. Yeah. So I remember going to beauty school expecting to, for me to like, just go ahead and dive in, but it's not like that because mm. they teach you basically the simple and old school techniques yeah. of like, um, of like different, uh, uh, practices mm -hmm. but they're just really teaching you like sanitation because that's what's key like right to you know to keeping your station clean and your like <laughs> yourself and the client and um also passing the um the state board exam so that you don't have to go back to beauty school yeah so i was like also like in my shell at the time because i was so shy mm. i don't know why but then I remember, like, uh, the the director, she noticed, like, how, like, timid I was. And then she would told, she t came up to me one day, and she was like, hey, Mikey, so I, I noticed your work, and it's very beautiful. You're going to go um, enter in one of the shows. And I'm like, excuse me? So what the shows, for us, it's, they're, like, hair shows. So they're mm -hmm. competitions. Mm -hmm. So that would be, like, um, you're in a group of, like, four people or three people, well, actually it's four. So one person does the hair, one person does the nails, and then one person does makeup, and then you have your model. Mm. So the model would be like one of the students, like your classmates. So I would always be the one doing the hair, and you have to do each step in under 30 minutes. So obviously the person who looks the most fly gets the award. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, you're, you know, you're there, in the long beach convention center and like you're doing like all this stuff in front of like hundreds of people yeah and like you know here i am like sweating and like oh my god like am i gonna finish on time and then um i remember like we won one competition oh no okay let me rewind back because this is a funny story that i just remembered okay. so the director she told us um you know do what you have to do to win but mm. at the same time, have fun. Clip that piece of hair off if um, if you have to. Mm -hmm. So I remember as I was finishing um, the model, the hairspray, and like no matter how much hairspray I put on that slip of hair, it would not fall into the hairstyle. So I just remember her voice like echoing my head, like cut that piece of hair off mm. if you have to. So I remember going in my little black box and pulling out the scissors and my model, Christina, at the time, she was like, Michael, like, what are you doing with those scissors? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to win. And I just snipped the <laughs> hair off. And then everyone's like, oh, did he just cut her hair? Wow. It was funny. And then the, I'm like, oh, my God, poor Christina. She was like, my hair. <laughs> That's funny. And I won. Nice. So it was worth it. <laughs> That's cool. That's like a major form of expression. I I, I think hairstyle is, is beautiful. I, I'm wondering, do you have that available to look at at all? Are there places to see you? 
Um, your that, hair work? Okay, so, so I'm a bad hairstylist. I don't take pictures of my work. Because I always, like, I'm always so busy. So yeah. by the time I remember to take a picture of, like, the style, like, they're already out the door. Okay. But I'm becoming more better at, like, taking pictures of it, so. <laughs> the next thing I was going to ask you that you just mentioned in that is the claws. Where, where is that how you got into doing nails, too, was from that same, like, avenue? The, oh, these guys? Yeah, the claws. Oh, <laughs> No, they're just like an on and off thing. Um, I get them like throughout different um, times or, or events, whatever, whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like this is actually just like a, a set was it, it's like a just because. Yeah, really? Yeah. So, for fun. yeah, they're for fun. That's cool. Did anyone come up with questions or how dude? this is what I was just trying to get out here. How long does it take to get your nails done like that from your cacti sucks? How long does it take for my nails to, to oh, get them the way they are? You do it yourself, right? No, I have a friend that, that oh, does okay. them. Okay. Yeah. Um, depending on the design, the more intricate, it can take up to uh, three hours. Oh, wow. But that's only because he's like really taking his time. And uh, uh, so like it could take anywhere between one to three hours. Wow. And yeah. You just sit so, yeah, there the patiently. More, the, Huh? You just sit there yeah, patiently with your hand I bring hand my out. pillow, like, to fall asleep. Do they, like, prep it? Do you, like, get, like, a manicure before they put the nails on? Um, yeah, uh, yes and no. Because, hmm. you know, to avoid, like, having the extra work and being there for such a long time, um, I just, like, do the manicure at home, and then he just has his little tools to buff them and to clean them. And then apply the tips and, and like putting the base and all that stuff. No, oh, they're super so fun. Pretty, yeah. They're super fun. Yeah, I notice they change all the time. Huh? I said they're super fun and I notice that they change all the time. Yes. And I like your videos too, that you, your stories sometimes when you tell stories, I'm always laughing. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. They're cac- real stories. They're not fake. <laughs> right. Cactus Daddy 90, he said, Ever thought of beca- becoming a shamanic healer? Uh huh. Oh, have I? Become have you ever thought? What? Have you ever thought of becoming a shamanic healer? I think the answer to that is that he already is. Uh, yeah, I kind of already am. Yeah. It just depends of like who we're trying to access and what we're trying to find out. I think maybe what he's getting at is like opening a practice strictly as a healer. You know what I mean? Like some kind mm-hmm. of um service offering shamanic healing services um to whoever and wherever but yeah that's what i'm thinking in my head but i you explained earlier why you wouldn't do that because you want to feel connected to the people that you work with yes yes so my other thing was um it's it's it was like uh like a vision it's it's a vision that i have um sometime in the future i would want to have my own place uh it would be like a like a store Mm -hmm. and it would be i would be selling plants Mm. and then like on the side like i would be doing my readings so it's a store that would be having plants and crystals and all these items and you know like if you ever want to have a reading by mikey or yeah you know just shoot the shit like you can hang out and we'll do that. 
That and at fun. the same time, you would get like a plant, and then you'd be on your merry way. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Do you have a target? Do you have a target date for that? You trying to make it happen? Ah, mm, uh, just still in a dream in the it, dream stage. It's still a dream. It's still yeah. a dream right now. I'd like to have it come true sometime, but right now it's it's still in the works. You know, the best way I think to make things like that happen is in a collaborative effort. But the problem is when you have partners, it can make things complicated. But yeah, you know, I've I've I would I like to have a, a shared space. Yeah. For me, I don't need it to be a humongous store. Mm-hmm. It could be like a little, like something like similar to Mellowist. Because mm-hmm. when I when I walked in there, I'm like, oh my god, like this is the dream. Like, like this is like what I envisioned. Yeah. If I had something like this. Yeah. So, shout out to DJ for the Mellowist. <laughs> That's cool. I don't think I've stumbled upon a crystal slash healing slash plant shop i haven't have you ever been to the latest thing in costa mesa i think that's what it's called no i have not there's a cool little shop are there any shops in long beach that you recommend that are like that like magic based Um, or crystal healing um there's a little bit of everything everywhere like for me i don't i only go for crystals really and so i have this girl uh, I should say friend. Her name is Eileen. She's in uh, here in San Pedro. Um, like it's it's this place called Crafted. It's like a huge warehouse. Mm. I forget the cross street, but it's Crafted at the port of Los Angeles, and um, uh, it has a little bit of everything in that huge warehouse. Like on the side, there's a brewery, like slash restaurant, whatever, and then um, and the inside, there's different vendors of like they have a little bit of like everything, like knickknacks and pottery and jewelry a cool. little bit of everything cool. so it's like all handmade items but like whenever i need like crystals or whatever i go to this spot where it's like eileen gem eileen's gemstones and like i say hi and whatever she has like or whatever i'm looking for i usually find it cool or oh. if um if there's this other place in long beach i forget the name but it's like somewhere in downtown uh downtown long beach um i forget the name i can't remember but it's a it's another crystal shop and they have everything like tarot cards and um uh sets or little kits of like you're trying to start up that's cool i'll have to check that out yeah sorry i'm opening up this this uh these questions you got way more questions than i saw earlier i looked earlier and there was only a couple (laughs) <laughs> um what is one cacti that you would never graft one cacti i would never graft would be um a very fuzzy apuntia because i feel like no matter how careful you are with those guys mm-hmm. you end up with spines somewhere yeah they're messy yeah. yes do you or graft apuntia cacti. too have you done some apuntia grafting when i did a um so the Apuntia, there was one that I used uh, the, as a stock. So mm. it was like less, at the time, it, it, it was very like less fuzzy than it is now. But I grafted a variegated, um, let, let me see if I get the name right. It uh, starts with the S. It comes in a clump, uh, Sulco Rebusha or Rebuta. Okay. 
so it's that one, but it's a variegated form. And um, the the cousin that was next to it, it died. But the one that is alive right now on the host, it's still it's going strong. It's growing. The cousin. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Cactus Daddy. This next one's from Cactus Cold Ceramics. What's the origin of your Insta handle? The origin. Well, first it was um, it was Mikey the Brujo, but then. Um, I don't know, for some reason, I decided to change it to Maguila's Magic because I feel like Brujo is a term where I need to have, like, more responsibility mm. with that. And I just didn't feel worthy of, of that title. Like an earned title, yeah. Yeah. So I just put Maguila's Magic because, one, I'm Mikey and I love magic. Yeah. So and and it's just so funny because whenever um when we're at, a, at like sales events or the, the plant shows like mm-hmm. like people recognize like whoever recognized me they're like are you mikey and i'm like yes and it's just like all like shits and giggles like knowing people and mm-hmm. well finally fi- finally getting to meet them yeah well isn't it so, cool i was just telling someone at the show the other day that all the different types of things that plants can be collab can collaborate with for example mm-hmm. crystals macrame uh everything you can think of i mean that girl i think filter free jesse was selling yes. rolls you know uh-huh. like like pastries uh-huh. but it worked you know like almost any art form paintings painted pots uh-huh. pottery mm-hmm. there's like a the it's endless the things that can intertwine with the plant community and it, that's what i like, love about it so much Yes, because with plants, it's like this open window of endless possibilities of what you can do. Like, yeah, ju- you just basically answered that question right. or whatever you just said. So, yeah, it's like even your, I feel like the magic and these spiritual conversations. And that that's another thing. That's all the topics that we've been able to tie together throughout the last 10 episodes even is just it's been mind-blowing to me because you know we covered all these things but yet it, it it's a plant podcast and i don't know i i hope it's working um and it the, is the last question from cactus called ceramics is if he was ever stranded on a desert island what three <laughs> what 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 three plants would he take with him with the little emoji like scratching his chin like what three plants what would three i take with me would he take oh with him? that's a hard one um, it would have to be something that would be easy to take care of. Um, for sure, an areocarpus. Mm. Um, yeah, an areocarpus retusis. Um, a pacopodium. Okay. And the third one would obviously have to be our little friend, the space button, Alopophora. I really appreciate your time, Mikey. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Everybody check out at Mikey Loves Magic on Instagram. Uh, If you could please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast, I would really appreciate that. And hit that share button. Thank you so much. (laughs) 